Welcome to the Helping Families Be Happy podcast, where we explore the often messy world of family, love, and relationships. I'm your host for this podcast, Adina Oberman, a mom of two young kids, a former preschool teacher, bookstagrammer, and creator of the Big Books for Little Hands blog. I'm currently part of the Familius Marketing team. We welcome today's guest, Diana Lundin. Diana is the photographer and author of Dogs vs. Ice Cream, a must-have gift book for any dog or ice cream lover. After working as a reporter, a TV producer, and website editor, Diana struck career gold when she returned to photography, her first love. After a few snake-bitten forays into other genres of photography, Diana's eureka moment came when she began photographing her neighbor's dogs and cats. And new squeaking plush toys and waving pheasant feathers would be something she would be doing for the rest of her life. Diana began throwing ice cream socials for dogs in 2014 and gained a reputation in Los Angeles for her humorous images of dogs meeting the cone. She estimates she has photographed more than 400 dogs eating ice cream, and she can never get over the expressions they make when their tongues meet the frozen confection. Besides her regular pet photography, Diana creates composite art through her The Secret World of Pets website. There, dogs and cats enter worlds that don't really exist, but look as if they could and maybe should. Today, we're discussing holiday photography with your pets. This podcast aligns with the familiar habits, learn together and play together. You can learn more about the Familius 10 Habits of Happy Families by going to the Habit Hub blog on Familius.com. Welcome, Diana. Thank you for joining us. It's so nice to have you here. It's nice to be here. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I'm really excited to dive into this topic because I think that everybody wants to have nice family photos, especially for the holidays. And if you have a four-legged friend, you definitely want to include them in the in the photo and it can be really challenging. So I would love to know what you recommend and if you have any hacks or what are your best tips for including dogs in family photos? Well, including a, a dog in a family photo isn't very difficult in itself. If you're having a photographer do it, do your family photos for you for, for the holidays, it's pretty easy for even family photographers to get the dog's attention with a little bit of noise. You just have to be really fast. You know, the photographer has to be fast because they're going to give you a second of looking purely at in your eyes. And that's when you want to capture it. So it's usually noise at first that I use when I'm trying to get a dog's attention. And it's also a good thing for to tell the the family, everybody look at me, every and I'll get the dog's attention because people are going look up here, look up. Like, that's not where you want the dog to look. You want the dog to look right in the camera lens. And I always have, look over here. And and it's not that. It's a little bit of noise from me and everybody is already looking good. And then we just capture the dog and it turns out great. So one voice giving, (laughs) one voice um, giving directions is the key. Very much so. And sometimes it can help if the dog is just being really obstinate, most of the time you can always get the dog. But if there's somebody moving in the background right behind the photographer, then the dog will be looking there. And then the photographer can grab it just as the dog is looking right at that person at the camera. So that I don't know if that's a hack so much as also, 
iPhone cameras, you know, or phone cameras in general, they do the little progression, right? And you can kind of pick the frame, like somebody closes their eyes or something. Well, you can find that frame in there and find maybe the perfect picture or just keep going. You'll hit it. You'll hit it. (laughs) With enough time and patience. Do you ever use any treats or or props in your photos? Because I know my I have a dog and she is very food motivated. So do you ever what is your opinion about using treats? I I'll be honest, they are my last choice of trying to get an animal's attention. Because for some dogs, it becomes an obsession. Like some dogs have a ball obsession. Some have a treat obsession. I'm looking at you pugs. They're just, or labs, you know, you're like, those are some treat obsessed animals. So if you use a treat too early, the owner's saying, oh yeah, let's give them treats. If you use a treat too early, you risk getting that (laughs) kind of look that, (laughs) that they're just too excited. So I use that at last. So I'm gonna use noise first. I have two necklaces, two lanyards, of hunting calls on there. And I use the hunting calls. They're all different sounds. So I use them to get the dog's attention. What's great about hunting calls is that the dogs really don't know some of these sounds. I have a a wild boar that sounds amazing. And I have, I just have a bunch of hunting calls like rabbits and owls. And I have the, you know, my power owl, it's called, I don't know. (laughs) So I have a bunch of these hunting calls and that to me is the first thing. Or uh, you also have to be careful about squeaky toys because some dogs will also do the the lunge if it's their favorite toy. And so you want to get their attention, but you don't want them to be overwhelming everything. So, you know, you just like do a little, I do it real close to my camera. I take this, uh, I buy bags of squeakers. You don't need the whole toy. You just need the squeaker. <laughs> so I'll, you know, have the camera and I'll just, but a lot of owners think it's like, I get it. And that you do it two times, you're going to lose the dog's attention on the third time. So you don't want, and you don't want to overuse things. It's that, that's the important thing. So if the noise doesn't work, then we do go to a toy. And then if the toy doesn't work, then we go to a treat. And not all dogs will lunge for the treat, but, but you can get a very happy looking dog, you know. And peanut butter is fun too. Peanut butter is just fun in general to get like the crazy looks like the ice cream book. <laughs> that's, that's where you get of the best looks, I feel. Yeah. Peanut butter oh, is yeah, definitely a game changer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We love treats. And the other thing is that sometimes we can quickly train a dog to get like, I use an ottoman a lot of times to just raise them up a little bit. It's really easy to get some of them who are treat motivated to do exactly what you want by just leading them with a treat, rewarding them. And it takes like 10 minutes. We're doing like, it's like we're doing a little dog training for 10 minutes, which that makes the job very easy and fun. But treats, we love treats. We want that, like they say in Survivor, we want them to know what they're playing for. And because I have good treats. And so at some point they are going to be showered with good treats if their bodies can handle it. We always find out if they, if, what the dog, any digestive issues. It sounds like you really take time to get to know the family that you're working with and you, and you really take time to get to know the pet and the, the needs of the pet. So it sounds like 
really preparing beforehand can go a long way when it comes to pet photography, whether you're going to be working with a professional or you're going to be, you're going to be trying to do photos at home. So with the holidays, I know a lot of people like to get fun accessories or, or props for their dogs. Oh my goodness. I hope that you're watching this episode on our YouTube channel because you have to see some of the amazing outfits that Diana has brought. <laughs> the, the red buffalo is my cat wore one year. Make prop. We were talking about props or you asked about props earlier. And you know, you just like want to, you don't want to over, first of all, you don't want to overwhelm the pet. You don't want to make it so it's a miserable experience for the pet. But a few days before your shoot, maybe get right, get your dog so that they'll wear the little things. You can do that with treats and motivate them. And then if you can, you can't, don't worry about it. Dogs great in their birthday suit. (laughs) They always look good. Okay. So we have this one and then it's a little matching little red buffalo. And, you know, we always have reindeer ears and elves and elf hat. Yeah. I bring these two to my, and I have, I have more sophisticated items as well with the, the, uh, little sweater kind of thing. Yeah. (laughs) And it's not like we take care of everybody. Okay. Hanukkah bow tie. Yeah. I love it. We got, yep. (laughs) <laughs> and we have a few more Hanukkah items in here as well. So, oh, one of my favorites, your, oh, two naughty balls. But um, <laughs> actually, I think somewhere I have a nice one. Maybe a, a nice dog took it. I don't know. But yeah, I just have little things that I like to bring to my shoots. You know, another little little Hanukkah Jewish, co- dog collar. Hanukkah, yeah. Just yeah, I love it. And we keep with a blue and, you know, just little things. So it's always been a lot of fun to do holiday shoots. Some people can get their dogs to look so cute in sweaters and scarves, and it's really fun. And every year I try and get a new backdrop. So, well, every year I do get a new backdrop so, so we can put little scenes together for the card. This that year I think like I'm going to go 100% sophisticated, like just Ooh. drama, like maybe a dark blue background and drama. I think that's this year's theme. That sounds really fun. And I, I, it sounds like, you work really hard to make it fun and really interesting for everybody in the photo. I want it to be. I want it to be. When we used to do the ice cream socials, the ice cream socials for dogs that became the book. And when we used to do those, there was a, a famous ice cream truck. He was just starting out. Now he's blown up. But he was just starting out. And I said, hey, I'm doing an ice cream social for dogs. Would you come over and do it for the humans too, and they could buy their ice cream and I'll be giving them the ice cream. And it was so much, it was like, it really was, people were calling their friends and say, Hey, you have to come down to this, you know, pet store. And, you know, we're having a blast. So I do like to make it fun. And for the book I would do, I got dog shaped, dog shaped cookies and, and ice cream cones with one of the shoots I did. So yeah, I like everybody to have fun. It's fun. So for people maybe who have never been to a dog ice cream social, can you talk a little bit more about what that is? Oh my goodness. I started these in 2014 in my, my yard. I don't know if you know that, that there was this video that went viral about Cooper, this dog at the McDonald's. And, yes. You know, this is why Cooper, like, 
my so children have, love that, was, that video. <laughs> oh my God. Me too. It's like, I probably, I probably have the world record for watching it. And <laughs> I just think it's so funny. So I looked up ice cream for like professional photos of ice cream, dogs eating ice. I really couldn't find any. If it was, it was in a cup that was branded. And you know, I was looking for a different kind of look for that. So I tried it on my carport with some neighbor dogs, of course, always experimenting on the neighbor dogs. And it turned out really funny. And I did it in a pet store and this thing just blew up. It's like, I have people who collect the colors. I use different colors every year. This year was Barbie pink. And it, the, the pictures were, it's just that Barbie pink and, and sprinkles and dogs and mess. And I just think it's, I mean, what's better? I mean, if you like children, yes. <laughs> but, but, but dogs eating ice cream, come on, it's pretty funny. It's just as funny when they don't like it. I would say 85% of the dogs like, we use dog ice cream, by the way. It's, so we don't want to get them sick. So we use dog ice cream. But although we have gotten quite a few dogs sick, but that's when they eat three cones in a row and throw it all up, <laughs> which St. Bernard did that. Yeah. They're just they, like when they hate it, they're just like the looks you can see they're so human looking. And I have to believe that they're feeling, you know, like what we would feel if to buy something that we must treat and it turned out like, oh, we don't like, but it was just, their emotions are just so big and loud with this ice cream. I mean, I've seen funny things with people doing peanut butter and I've seen funny things with the, the treats, but the way that dogs go after that ice cream cone is just, it's funny. It's just funny. And the, and the owners, this is the, a thing that the owners love, even if I don't have ice cream for them, they love it because they've never seen their dog that way. And they, and the pictures are professional pictures. So like we're catching so many of the, of the moments. It's just like, ah, I still love doing it. Yeah. You clearly have a real, not only a talent, but a real passion for it. It really shines through in the way that you talk about capturing these, these really incredible moments with people and their dogs and, and their treats. Can you talk a little bit more about what else you're passionate about? I have worked with animal rescues quite a bit. And um, right now I'm working with a local Los Angeles facility. I did very most, if a dog gets a professional photo at all, it's, it, it could be just like, I don't want to say <laughs> what I want to say is what I did with it is I made this really dramatic, these really dramatic photos of them in my regular client style, which was, and people are going, oh my God, you should, these dogs are going to get adopted. These pictures, everybody needs, all the dogs need pictures like this. And I've done this for years, but I just started working with this Los Angeles shelter recently. And what I want to do is something in animal welfare. I want a collaborative project and I'm looking where is somewhere I can use my skills to be of service. And we don't all have to have the same skill. We shouldn't all have the same skills. So like, I'm looking for that right now. That's a love client work. I, I feel it's, it really feeds me, but my soul is kind of for a bigger, a bigger thing. And after 10 years of photographing, well, dogs and cats, really, I, I are out of that uh, sphere too much, but I just really have some skills that I think could be put to work and 
I want to help animals in a bigger way than I than I am now. I used to use some of the ice cream social. I would use the uh, the session fee and donate that to. I've done kitten, other dog rescues because like kittens, they're not going to come to an ice cream social, right? Are there like what are their opportunities for money? So I'd kick them over at a duck rescue, which I think is kind of hilarious as well. But I want to help, and animals and photography are my passions. So somehow, if I can. I feel like by the end of the year, I, I, something's going to turn up kind of fun for me. But thank you for asking. I feel like I, I babble about this, but I just like, I want to get it out there. I'm available. Absolutely. Um, uni- universe, I'm available. Absolutely. I think that's one of the things that we try to communicate through our work at Familius is that part of of what we we hope people will do with their families is learn about giving back. And, you know, we have our 10 habits of um, of happy families. And one of them is give together because it's so important for people to, to give back and, and be a part of their, their larger community. And it sounds like you are creating the perfect way, or you have created the perfect way. You're taking something that you're passionate about and something that people, that brings you joy and brings other people joy. And, and you bring that, you bring that to help other animals and and people. So I think that's that's really wonderful. You mentioned that you've been photographing animals for 10 years. So can you tell us if there have been any recent highlights or what's a little update for us on what you've been up to since Dogs versus Ice Cream came out? The pandemic hit, right? And of course, everything fell off the face of the earth. And I was sitting around and I have this beautiful long-haired tuxedo cat. He's just gorgeous. And oh, what can I do with him? I put together this still life. And like I went to Amsterdam and I was looking at this gallery with all these, you know, really famous still life pictures, uh, paintings, and I can't paint, I can't draw, I can't do any of that. So I'm there and I just like I'm taking pictures of these still lives, still lives or still lives. I think it's still lives. <laughs> to life paintings. And so I put this thing together that I thought was really funny. It's my cat who is, I can show you the picture. Can I show you the picture? I just grabbed it off my wall. It's three feet away. (laughs) This is definitely one of our podcast episodes where we're so happy we have our Familius YouTube channel so that people can can really see (laughs) some of what goes on. So, So, so these are, that's my kind of, he's a jerk cat but he's so beautiful and this is the one i can't photograph anymore so these little things on there are are toys they're they're dog toys and cat toys and i tried my i had a mentor who's saying no you have to get the color your color schemes way off and i'm like i don't know anything about this so it really taught me a lot about the color schemes and i like i photographed it so many times and it was fun to make a still life out of dog and cat toys. I took yarn, made balls, and then put for the leaves, I put catnip. You know, I just like, I was making everything very like, no, nobody's going to know these things, but I know the things. And so they make me laugh. And it was just hilarious. And so those pandemic years are, were years of a lot of creativity. And I just like, I felt like I was breaking through creatively in a lot of ways. And so I was doing a, a lot of competition. And 
I don't win competitions. I'm a silver. I'm like on the brink of gold. I'm never like, like I'm never at the top. But that's okay because I'm not actually doing it for the awards. I'm doing it to learn because you really, at the level I compete in, you have to push yourself to, to get into something that people haven't seen and have impact. So I did that for those pandemic years. But I, you know, I had client work as well. And then this year, I, I did one competition I always do. And, but I was asked to be a judge of an international, it's called the International Peptographer of the Year. And the work was astounding. And I feel like I learned as much by judging this competition. And they were like the, the most stellar names in pet photography. And I'm like, oh my God, they let me in. And you know, I was just like feeling, oh my. But anyway, I just learned so much from, from the competition, judging it. it. It made me look at a lot of things. And I was really grateful for that. That was a big deal. Good. That sounds wonderful. And it, it really sounds like you're the perfect person to be a judge for that because you have the experience and you have the passion and you also have this openness to continue learning. And it sounds like even in COVID, you have found a way to continue growing and keep your passion for it alive. And I just, I admire that so much. And it sounds like they were so lucky to have you as a judge. So thank you so (laughs) much for sharing that. As we- I did come, (laughs) I came in second. You know, I always said, uh, there's a first and there's a second. I'm usually the second. I was the, I did the second most written critiques the judges, there were 16 judges I did second highest of the written <laughs> critiques. And I loved doing it. Like I loved, here's your compliment. Here's what you need to work on. Here's your compliment. And and make it so that people can can really get the criticism. We had to do that with all of the we had 2200 entries and we had each entry got two pieces of critique. So from the judges. And so that was a very valuable thing for the entrance. I'm sorry, that was babbling. No, no, it was, it's very interesting. I think it's, I think people see pet photography with pets and they would, they would, tr- they would appreciate the amazing photos that are in dog versus ice cream, but they, they might not necessarily understand how much work goes into it and how much is involved in that creative process, especially when you, when your subject is a dog or a cat who you have limited communication with. It's not a bowl of fruit that's just going to sit there still for you on the table. So I think people really appreciate, you know, knowing all that goes into it. As we begin to conclude, I want to make sure that everybody can get in touch with you and and follow you online. So what's the best way to to find you online? Well, my dog photography on Instagram is dlundin and that's D-L-U-N-D-I-N. And I'm on Facebook, Diana Lundin Pet Photography. And my website is dianalundin.com. And that, that has, I really like my website, I must say. But it, it really gives you a flavor of what I do. I do the fun ice cream things that are bright and vibrant. And then I, but my, like my favorite thing to do is the more dark, dramatic, Rembrandt painting-like. Painting-like, there's still photography images. So if people want to take a look at that side of me is where they should do it. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, Diana. It was truly a pleasure to share time with you. 
And oh, thank you so much. I had a great time. You're so fun. Let's do this <laughs> all the time. Okay. No, thank you. <laughs> As we conclude today's podcast, I'd like to thank Familius for their support in bringing this podcast to your ears and your heart. We'd be thrilled if you subscribe to the podcast and left us a review. And when you're ready for the next amazing book adventure, we'd be honored if you'd choose a book from Familius. One step at a time, we can make the world a happier place.